Hi there, this is the Reverend Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire, and this is Love to Tell the Story. Some years ago now, in an effort to both broaden my horizons and get away from the church office for a while, I decided to boldly go where I had never gone before. I signed up for an adult woodworking class at the local high school. I am pleased to report that the experience was a positive one. Not only did I emerge several months later with all my fingers still intact, I actually built a fairly decent nightstand that still graces our bedroom. I can also say, looking back at it now, that I was probably one of the slowest moving woodworkers you'll ever find. You know that old adage about measuring twice to cut once? For me, friends, it was more like measuring a half dozen times to then ponder whether it was time to actually make the cut. Even the instructor, who in retrospect was incredibly patient and not at all unkind, would walk up to me and regularly ask, Are you still working on that? But that was all right, because I was learning something new, and while I'll never be confused with a skilled furniture maker, there was a certain satisfaction in taking the time to do everything well and in good order. Take glue, for instance. Early on the process, I discovered that wood glue is powerful stuff. Correctly applied, it can give several random and diverse scraps of wood the look and strength of a solid block. It bonds joints and panels in such a way that they'll stand together firm and as one piece of furniture. Too much glue, and it gets drippy and gloppy, and it will even stain the wood. Too little, and the whole project falls apart on you. I discovered that such considerations are crucial to success, and a good carpenter will instinctively know the proper combination of glue, pressure, and drying time to hold everything together. Actually, you know, much the same thing can be said about many people I've come to know in my, quote, day job, unquote, as a church pastor. For instance, many years ago, I was asked to lead a memorial service for an elderly woman who was the matriarch of a large and extended family, most of whom still lived in that community. The very fact that this group would be gathering for such a service was something of a concern, quite honestly, as it was well known that there were quite a number of unresolved issues within that family. Festering conflicts and lingering grudges that had long divided them and could easily flare up given the strain of the moment. As I recall it, even the funeral director privately expressed worry to me as to what might happen when this entire clan ended up in the same room. Our worries, however, were unfounded, because over the next several days, this family rallied, and supported one another in a way that surprised nearly everyone, none more so than the family members themselves. One of the grandsons, however, understood perfectly, and he explained it to me. This is all a cause of Grammy, he said. No matter what else has gone on in this family, Grammy was the one who always loved every one of us and did everything in her power to make sure we knew it. He went on to tell of the countless cards and letters that she'd written to family members over the years. The words of encouragement that were offered at vital moments. The unconditional and non-judgmental love that 
she expressed to them time and time again. They might not always have been able to get along with each other, but they always knew that they were connected to one another because of her love and her care. She was the glue that held this family together, he said to me with a tear in his eye. It was a glorious example, you see, of how what people do in faith and out of love, however small and seemingly unnoticed, so often turns out to be of vital importance. This is a truth that is revealed again and again in the Gospels as Jesus sought to explain the nature of the coming kingdom of God. A mustard seed that grows into the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree. More seeds that when strewn upon the soil will yield a hundredfold harvest. The smallest portion of yeast that will leaven a huge amount of flour. All impossible scenarios until you consider the grace of God and how very expansive God's will and purpose is for our lives in the world. But did you notice something? In each of these examples, as in so many of Jesus' parables, there's someone behind the scenes doing the work. Yes, there's the man who takes the mustard seed and plants it in the soil, caring for it and nurturing it so it will grow. Here's the woman who mixes the yeast into the flour, stirring it and turning it and kneading the dough so it's going to rise. I like to think that Jesus includes those details as a small but profound reminder that while God is bringing forth the miracle, you and I still have a part in what's taking place, and that by our actions, we can either be instruments of grace or stumbling blocks of hope. As disciples of Jesus, the choice is ours, you see, but one that makes all the difference as to the final results. My point here is this. When we do do the work of the kingdom, in whatever shape and form that ministry takes, you and I become like, well, glue. By his Holy Spirit, God is working through you and through me to hold things together and to keep things strong for the sake of the kingdom, so that God's purpose might be fulfilled in and through our lives and living. It's also, I might add, what keeps the church vital and strong in these strange and uncertain times. Over the years, I found that our churches are filled with folks who are the glue that holds it all together, and that's true especially now in this time of pandemic. As a pastor, I'll always be grateful for this. For these are the people in each of our congregations who have always been out there, always working quietly and unheralded so that we can be the church we're called to be in the community and the world. Now, it might not seem to us at first glance that routine tasks like raking and clearing out brush, mowing the lawn, changing the light bulbs in the sanctuary chandelier, or, or getting things ready for an upcoming yard sale, as is happening in our church right now. Yet it's precisely in these little acts of love and service, along with the fellowship that grows in that shared effort, that not only binds the life of a congregation together, but also starts to build important ministries in Jesus' name. Now granted, as I found in building that nightstand back then, 
it sometimes takes time, and it will almost certainly require a few false starts to get it right and to do ministry in an effective way. But that's all right, especially right now, because we're all learning what it takes to do the work of the, the kingdom in the here and now. And when you've got the glue to hold it all together, and when you've got ample help from the Creator Himself, well, eventually it'll be solid enough to stand strong. And that's it for another episode of Love to Tell the Story. This is Michael Lowry, and I thank you for listening. And until next time, stay safe, be well, and may God bless you with a great day every day. Talk to you soon.